Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 179 of the Quickie Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins, and thank you so much for being here. Before I introduce today's guest, I have a review that I want to read. Subject is a must-listen for designers. This review is left by Sickboy18. He says, Dave Hopkins has created a go-to podcast for designers in all fields of design. It's a perfect listen while you're at work to be inspired and to hear from other designers about their journey in the design field. You often find you relate to a lot of things designers speak about. Definitely dive in and give it a listen. Sickboy18, thank you so much for leaving that review, and I could not agree more. A little bit biased, if I'm being honest, but that's okay. Today's guest is Israel Pargas. He's the owner of Vanquish Design out of Newbury Park, California. During this episode, we talk about how he was born in Mexico and moved to the U.S. around eight years old. His father was an architect. We talk about the creative entrepreneur that he follows closely and why. We talk about the hand-illustrated packaging project he was a part of and why it was so damn cool. We talk about the early design days and struggling with self-doubt and uh, you know what really reassured him that he was on the right path. I know we all struggle with that every now and then, that self-doubt creeping in. We also talk about the project that he was a part of where there were way too many decision makers involved and getting things decided was a challenge. I think we've all felt that one too. (laughs) Um, Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to this interview. I love the angle of this because not only is he a designer and a creative, but he's also now the owner of a design business, which puts a whole different you know, spin on, uh, on the creative career. So let's get to it. My guest, Israel Pargas. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Israel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. And I guess since it's January 2nd, Happy New Year's in order. Happy New Year as well. Um, are you ready for a quickie, sir? I am. Perfect. Well, I like to start with a really hard question. So briefly tell the listeners about yourself. All right. So obviously my name is Israel. Everyone around the office likes to call me Izzy. Um, but essentially I am a 3D artist. Um, I have a 3D artist background, which is eventually led me to design and the design the love for design led me to create my own um agency or a design team as you would call it very cool and that's vanquish right that's vanquish yes perfect how do we find you on instagram israel so we are vanquish.design on instagram or it's vanquish design on the on our website got it on the interwebs yeah on the interweb Perfect. Um, and how long have you been at Vanquish for? So I started Vanquish August 1st, 2017. That's when I officially hired my first employee. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we just hit 2020. So this year we'll make it three years. 
Awesome. So were you freelancing under that name before, um, you know, starting your own thing or were you doing the studio tour and, and working in house places? So I have a funny story. I never really worked in a studio, um, background or environment. Nice. Um, I went straight from school to freelancing to creating Vanquish. So I was kind of lucky in that sense. Um, but most of my background comes from, you know, college, uh, self-taught, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And that first employee that you hired, what was their role? Were they a designer alongside yourself or what did they do? Yeah. So for the most part, I mean, going from freelancer to hiring my first employee, I was doing everything and anything mm-hmm. uh, for the clients that I did have. Eventually, it got to a point where I was so busy and the projects were getting so big that I needed somebody to help me out. Um, that's when I decided to hire my first employee. And um, she kind of just picked up the slack where I couldn't um uh, where I couldn't get things done, she definitely helped me out. And at the same time, um, gave her own spin and design twist to the projects moving forward. Now, that's cool how you opened it up to that, where you know you brought her in you know, as an employee, but you really opened up the floor for her to bring her creativity and her side to it. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I value my team a lot. And um, I definitely put a lot of importance in my team. I think... Uh, a, a team effort definitely beats the effort of one. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I approach my company and all of the projects that we work on over here. Very cool. And is Vanquish, like, who are you pursuing for clients? Are you looking for, you know, a specific niche that you focus on? Are you looking at all creative work? Like, what do you look for? So we started doing a lot of like, uh, vape stuff, uh, CBD, uh, uh, marijuana space, a lot of packaging for those type of products. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as we grew, as uh, more people got to know us, as I brought on different artists that bring in different traits, we started expanding to different types of clients, different types of products. Um, so right now we're definitely taking any client, um, as long as we're excited to work on the project. Got it. So that's sort of the prerequisite. Like, is this something we're excited to be a part of? Yeah. I mean, we've been, like I said, it's going to be three years this year. And over these last two years, I've definitely learned that, you know, everybody has to be passionate for the projects. Everybody Mm -hmm. has to be excited to work and, you know, to push themselves as a designer and to push the company forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that is the Vanquish intro and what Vanquish is all about. Now, I want to dive a little bit uh, into your childhood and kick it back to there. So what was your childhood like, Israel? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood that pointed you in this career path? Uh, Let's see. So I'm from Mexico, and I don't know if any of you guys know this, but um, I came to the United States when I was around eight years old. Okay. Um, as far as childhood, you know, I was out, always out. It, it was a definite. It was definitely a different lifestyle growing up in Mexico, which I really um, am thankful for, uh, because I got to, you know, be more outdoors, play with, uh, play with different kids. Definitely not something that a lot of like Americans are accustomed to uh, living over here. Mm-hmm. Um, But as far as like creative, no, I didn't really have a creative uh, childhood. I mean, my father was an architect and from the vague memories that I remember him 
drawing comic books and things of that nature for me. So as far as being a creative, those are like the memories that I remember um, when it comes to like art and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I got older that I really pursued this passion. Um, so from an early age, it was more so just being a kid. Got it. So your father was an architect. Did you have any, um, you know, aunts and uncles who were artists or in that creative graphic industry? Or did you just come to it by yourself? I, I, I'm probably the only person, I mean, besides my younger sister, she's very artistic, um, that decided to take this career path. Um, I know my mother and other family members were probably skeptical of it because no one had ever done it in our family. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I'm really glad that I did it because I'm having a lot of fun. All right. So the next couple of questions I have for you sort of work to pinpoint the moment where you came to design and the, the moment that um, that design or, or art, um, you know, switch was flicked for you. Um, so what Israel stands out to you as the most influential design of your life so far, something that you saw and has just stuck with you since. I can't really pinpoint one exact design, mm -hmm. uh, but I will say uh, what sticks with me is creating these projects that I see come to life. Like I said, we do a lot of packaging, so I get to see the product in real life situations mm -hmm. and um, going to conventions where, let's say, one of our client has a booth or, you know, seeing a store or anything where I can see the product in real life and seeing the interaction between the client and the product really brings uh, joy to me. Uh, that really sticks out because I feel like when the consumer says, hey, you know, I, I want to buy this product because of the packaging, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that really validates what we do here. You know what, and having a print and packaging background and a huge love for print and packaging, I love hearing that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what excites me the most um, mm -hmm. out of the whole process. Awesome. Okay, so in your design career so far, I'm interested to hear who some of the designers and brands that you look up to now and closely follow now. Um, who are they? What, and what about them do you like? So number the one of the persons that I really admire, obviously, and you probably heard this a million times, is uh, Chris Doe. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly because of his business sense and how he uh, is adapting to the climate of the industry, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of great design studios uh, that I follow for inspiration. But it, for me, anyways... Um, I am so much more interested in the business. Um, I have a great team, great artists. Um, I myself am an artist, obviously, but what really pushes me and motivates me is to grow the business and create a culture for my team. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Chris has, has been doing that and is doing that tremendously well. Very cool. Yeah, definitely heard the name before. Um, and obviously, I, of course, follow some uh, or a lot of the stuff that he posts out. And I agree, you know, I have um, I enjoy the business side of things. Um, yeah, obviously, the creative side of things, the design side, I love that. But also knowing the business side of things, the sales side of things like that's really interesting to me as well. So definitely a guy that I pay attention to. Yeah, I agree. Um. 
So we've talked a little bit about print and packaging during this, but I want to dive a little bit deeper now and I want to hear how you have utilized print and packaging in your design career so far. Any stories or any specific projects that stand out to you? Uh, like I like I said, I don't have any specific one, but one big endeavor that we are tackling right now is we literally just bought a large format printer. Oh, cool. Um, so <laughs> over the last month and a half, it's been a nightmare trying to get it to work, <laughs> trying to figure out the different materials, the cuts, the mm-hmm. e- everything that has to do with actually printing because we've always worked with uh, – other companies that specialize in that and you know we 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 we've had those relationships but now buying our own printer and trying to um do it ourselves has definitely been a a struggle um but it's just so much easier for us to be able to create um content or art for ourselves that's really bringing a lot of excitement um to me anyways for this year Mm -hmm. now vanquish um, You guys have a focus also on packaging design and in the cannabis and marijuana industries and vape industries, packaging is a big deal, isn't it? The way the industry was even just a year ago, I would probably say that was the most important thing. Um, It it was always a competition to grab the consumer's eye in a very cluttered space. I know there was a lot of flack of like the different types of um, advertising and and things like that uh, within that industry. But to me, that was that was the interesting part is how to really grab the attention of a client when when they're at a store and you're just bombarded with color and design and Mm -hmm. these different things. I felt like it really gave us a good sense of um, understanding the consumer and seeing what the client looks at or thinks about when he walks into a retail location. Mm-hmm. And that's helped us um, elevate our projects moving forward when in other industries, that's not that. So I think it really helped us a lot. So do you have any, I guess the question would be, what is your favorite packaging design project that Vanquish has worked on? Um, probably it would probably be one of the humble packaging. They're one of our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really cool. It was really interesting because we had to, we use typography, uh, to showcase like the different flavors. There was around 30 flavors and just the color, every single one was illustrated by hand. Um, so I know my my illustrators got to have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. And it was just very colorful, very vibrant, very, uh, very unique in that space at the time. Got it. And is that still the design for that product today? No. Uh, we've actually changed it twice since because of so much going on within the industry. So mm-hmm. uh, I have a bunch of boxes and I'm going to probably make some type of art with the the packaging itself um but yeah that packaging is pretty much done so did that for the time and you know at the pace that that industry and the packaging for that industry is evolving did that really stand out like what was the the roi on that can you is there any stats or things that you could share with that 
Uh, specific stats, no. But uh, like I said, just go, having a close relationship with that client and being able to go to conventions and things with them um, because we did a lot of the marketing and content for them literally seeing the the retailers come in and say hey you know what your packaging looks great i'll order just based off that yeah, um that's cool that was that was the amazing part you can never it's funny because i tell clients all the time you can never see a direct uh, return um but us as designers you know that's our job to to guide the the client and let them know that they're in good hands um, and that we do our job well because we know what we're doing, essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been around the block. You know what you're doing. Right. All right, Israel, I have to get into the tough stuff now. The next few questions I have for you take you down part of your career where you've likely made some mistakes, learned some lessons. And I want to pull those stories out and share those with the listeners. All right. Um, so what stands out to you as the most influential or sorry, the most challenging, I should say, um, the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was that period of time challenging and how did you get through it? So my most challenging part in this whole process has probably be, uh, has probably been the beginning. Um, a lot of it had to do with like self-doubt insecurities, uh, not knowing whether your work was good enough, not knowing whether you should charge enough. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely overcoming all those hurdles was probably the hardest part. Um, and definitely left a mark, um, but in a good way. So mm-hmm. meaning I got to get over that. And now that led to more confidence that led to and growing as an artist and being able to develop this business to what it is now. Um, and I feel like a lot of artists have that same struggle when they're starting out. Um, so that was definitely probably the biggest hurdle that I had to overcome. So in that process where you're learning those things and trying to, you know, you have that doubt of, is my work good enough? You have that self doubt and you're battling with that. Was there any sort of validation that you can remember that you received that really just reassured you that you were on the right path? Uh, definitely like the influx of clients and definitely like some of the things that we talked about, uh, not too long ago, being able to go to these events and these conventions and seeing people react to your work and to the products mm-hmm. definitely, definitely gave me some validation to say, Hey, you know what? I am doing something right. Um, uh, the work is definitely worth it. And, um, it, it definitely gave me the confidence to move forward. Got it. So I want to get a little bit more specific now. And can you take us to a specific design or project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result? What was that like? How did that feel? Can you take (laughs) us to that project story? Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned that because it it happened not too long ago. I love Um, the fresh ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the only one in this entire two year span. Um, so I won't name any names and I won't say the project obviously, but the issue that I saw with this project was there was too many chefs in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it was a client that had multiple partners and everyone had a different idea or point of view as to what the packaging or the branding should be like. Mm -hmm. Um, so you would appease one. And then the other two wouldn't like it. And just this back and forth uh, 
I mean, it was really frustrating on our end because as a designer, it's your job to take their ideas and communicate them into design. Um, and a lot of their communication kind of got lost in translation. So they would say they would mean they would mean something and say it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And just that frustrate. I mean, it was very frustrating on my end, I will say. Um, but we had to get past it. We had to move on. So. But that was a fresh one. It happened not too long ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any um, was it was it packaging related specifically? Uh, it was packaging, packaging and branding. Yes, uh, you know, like I said, we had an idea of what the branding should be based on their uh, their ideas and their guidelines, and we just couldn't come to an agreement as to what it should look like. Got it. So, what was the end result of the project? Did it just dissolve? So the end result was we what was the end result? We we worked on it as much as we could. Um I will say that was the only project that we have never finished and I'm kind of bummed out about it. Um but it's definitely a lesson learned. Um and we definitely take those experiences to the next one. You know, that's a tough spot because especially if you really like the creative and you are excited to see it out there in the marketplace, you know, having it not come to fruition and not be completed that's got to feel tough doesn't it yeah it's very it's very stressful also coming from like the business side right um as an artist uh me myself i'm very critical and and i tell my my designers i value quality over everything right Mm -hmm. Uh, over money over time over everything because that's the only thing that's going to push you forward as a designer Mm-hmm. But as a business owner, I can't look at it like that. Time is money and the time being spent and wasted on certain projects definitely affects the bottom line and everything moving forward. So I'm kind of torn between the two worlds. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to focus on this year is just becoming more of the businessman and and us letting go of the creativity to my my team which i trust 100 mm-hmm. percent um but that's always been a struggle with me uh especially in the beginning stages of my business yeah definitely no i feel you there um israel what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now so right now i would say just fine-tuning exactly what it is we want to do over here at Vanquish. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we do a lot of things and we do them very, very well. Um, but seeing a lot of these different companies and a lot of these different artists and just uh, honing in on what makes us special, I feel is going to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally, I just had a meeting with my team today as far as like what we have to do, our goals, you know, our personal goals with the business. Um, and that was definitely one of the things on on my list anyways, is just really uh, becoming a well-oiled machine and just going, uh, fine-tuning what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And with your team, are you guys all working under one roof or do you have freelancers and you got people working remotely? So we've worked remotely with a couple artists, um, but for the most part, everyone's under. Everyone's here at the office. Um, we all we all work out of the office. Perfect. Okay, Israel, I've dragged you through the tough stuff and brought up the the tough stuff. I'm going to turn this <laughs> bus around now. All right. And I want you to tell me about a project that you've been a part of that you are the most 
proud of, one that just makes your heart sing, or maybe it's even the biggest design feather in your cap? So what makes me the most proud is actually working on Vanquish stuff. So um, because up until this point, we've been so busy. We've always been on our heels, working, working, working. Um, And it's crazy the amount of content that we've created over this last year. And sometimes you forget to put that focus and, you know, attention into your own brand. Mm -hmm. So definitely working on our website, on our products, on things that are uh, for Vanquish definitely makes me the most excited, uh, melts my heart because that's my baby, you know, that's my brand. That's, um, that's the brand I'm trying to build. And, and a lot of times you forget to invest time in yourself because you're trying to, you know, make all the clients happy. Yep. That can be a challenge for sure. So definitely, you know, working on your own brand and building your own brand has been a rewarding project that you've been able to start tackling more and more. Yeah. I mean, it's been a slow process obviously, but it's definitely the most rewarding um, because you get to see the the benefits from it. Um, uh, and you're doing it for yourself. You know, I've had, um, I, we've made a lot of money for a lot of clients, um, but nothing is more rewarding than, than doing it for, for yourself and for your team. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Israel, what is one design product, tool, website, or even a community that you just can't live without? Photoshop is open every day on my computer. Um, And then as far as like, uh, I'm the 3D artist over here at my company, so I do a lot of the 3D work. Mm -hmm. Um, Keyshot is definitely a program that I use a lot in order to render. but on the operations side, we're all, my, me and my team, we're always communicating on Trello. So it's Photoshop, Trello, Keyshot is always open on my computer. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, those are good ones. Trello's really good. Yeah. All right, Israel, you've reached the point of the show for the Ask It Forward question, man. All right. That's where I have a question for you for my last guest, and you get the opportunity to ask a question of my next guest, but I'm okay. not going to tell you who they are. So Sounds good. My last guest was Tracy Ching. She's a freelance illustrator out of Washington, D.C. Now, she's got three kids and hustles and works late into the night. And like she wanted to ask you what the be- what your best, your favorite late night working snack is. Oh, that's a good one because I'm a, I'm a foodie, so I'm constantly eating. Um, late night working snack. I would probably say my 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 girl she always buys these chocolate covered almonds. Mm. And I will and I will eat the entire box if you leave it in front of me. So <laughs> you, just like, you feel like you're only having a couple? <laughs> yeah. The whole box gets eaten up in about 2 days. So uh that would probably be my 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 favorite uh, snack that I like to indulge in. Mm-hmm. Almonds have protein. That's got to be good for you. Yeah, I mean the chocolate not so much, but I'll take I'll take the, the protein. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Israel, what is your question for my next guest? So my question is going to be one that actually one of our followers just asked me, and I thought it was a great question. And it's going to be if you could have any actor or actress play you in your life's movie, who would it be? Ooh. So. 
Okay, well, I have to turn that one on you. Who would, who would play Israel? Who is worthy of the role? So, I mean, I'm just a big Robert De Niro fan. Oh, yeah. Um, and it just all the movies from Casino to Goodfellas to, to Heat, uh, he's just a badass. So, I mean, he's very quiet, but, you know, he knows what he wants and, and he gets it. So that's who I would pick. Awesome. That's a great one. Now, are you, uh, do you have Netflix? I do. Have you seen The Irishman yet? I have not, but that is next on my list for sure. Well, clear some time because I didn't look at how long it was before I got into it. <laughs> and I got about an hour in. I'm like, I'm, this guy has to be close to over. Jeez. And uh, like, it was great. I, I loved it, but it was just like, it was 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I, this movie's got to end. I got to know what happens. So I paused it for a sec. And then I realized there's still another two and a half hours to go. Oh my God. So it's like a three and a half hour movie. It's amazing the whole time and it pulls you in, but um, just clear some time, clear some time on your schedule for it. (laughs) I'll definitely do that. Israel, you've reached the end of the quickie podcast, man. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you having me. All right. All right. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And a little reminder, a little ask. If you are digging what you are hearing on the Quickie Podcast here, please head to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, and leave a rating or a review, hit some stars, leave a little note, whatever makes you feel good. I like them. I love them. They they make me smile. They help other designers and creatives find the show. And that, my friends, is all good. Thanks again for your time. We'll see you Monday. Bye. <laughs>